Smitty and the kid, Tommy, wished me luck and then left. They knew Blackie wanted a word with me in private. All packed and ready to go? Blackie asked, standing in front of my cell. His hair was combed straight back without a part and was so black it would have made coal dust look like dandruff. You know it, I said. He glanced around, then fished out a cigarette without removing the package from his shirt pocket. As always, his swarthy, pockmarked face looked threatening. He didn't offer me a cigarette, nor did I expect him to. Offering cigarettes is just one of the habits a man loses in prison. The forty bucks a month that New York State lets an inmate spend, if he has it, doesn't go far if he tries to support other people's weaknesses. Blackie struck a kitchen match on the bars. When it stopped flaring, he lit a cigarette. "'Got everything straight?' he asked. I could barely hear him. His lips moved so slightly that the cigarette in his mouth bobbed hardly at all. I nodded. He took a long drag on the cigarette, studying me. "'You're not playing a game with us, are you, Slick? You know better than to try conning me, don't you?' I wondered how a man could convey so much menace in so few words. "'You're the boss, Blackie. And don't you ever forget it.' I had enough pressure on me without him adding to it, but Blackie wasn't the type of individual to whom this could be successfully pointed out. He'd already made up his mind about me a long time ago, of course. He'd given me the directions and the instructions, everything but the address. This was just intimidation. And he had me convinced. I was locked into the plan, because if something went wrong, a Nevada prison, by reputation, no rest cure, would be the next port of call for all of us but it would be preferable to having Blackie looking for me as the man who had caused things to go wrong. In the next aisle, a shoe scraped on cement, and Blackie leaned closer to the bars. He removed his cigarette, and a trickle of smoke came from a corner of his mouth as he spoke. Repeat after me, Slick. 9332 Wilmer Street, Brooklyn. I repeated it. It's my stake he said, his deep-set eyes on me. There isn't any more. Don't abuse it. I nodded again. What was there to say? I had given both Smitty and the kids small boxes of my personal belongings, books, clothes, things like that. I slid another box from under the bunk and handed it to Blackie through the bars. I'm not taking anything with me, I said. It pays to travel light, he said in approval. He hefted the box. Heavy? No charge. He hefted it again, no expression on his dark features. Repeat, Slick. 9332 Wilmer Street, Brooklyn. Keep in touch, he said, and walked away from me. He didn't look back. In a few minutes the buzzers sounded, and five minutes later the bolts clicked in the cell doors. I sat on the edge of the bunk, thinking until long after lights out.